All right, guys, welcome back to another Paris, Texas, a podcast. As always, we have a new guest this week, and we have one question for her. That question is going to be, are you a Parisian or Parasite? Basically, this is not a question to cause division between the two. This is probably going to be the last time I explain this, so if, if you're confused in future podcasts, go back to the beginning. But um, it's not to cause division, it is to cause a, a conversation starter. It's to find out where this person came to, how this person came to Paris, Texas, and where they're from, if they're from here, if they're born and raised, if they've ever left. It's just really to start a conversation. So here we go with our, our guest this week is Claudia Farr. Hello, everybody. She's a good friend of mine. And, and the first question is, are you a Parisian or are you a parasite? Well, as you're going to note this by my accent, <laughs> I am a parasite. <laughs> okay, we briefly talked about this before we started, and I, I'd ask this in a future uh, episode with uh, another guy. What are your feelings on whether or not a person can become a Parisian, or will, if do they have to be born here to be a Parisian? Well, I think that that's going to sound a little silly, but I think that... I am almost a Parisian because I, I just really, really, really love Paris. So I think I, when you get to that point there, okay, you feel like Paris is your home to stay, I think that's when you become a Parisian. So you think we should have like a middle ground? Oh, like yeah. Another name? Yeah, what for, name? I, I, <laughs> Paris Sands. Paris. Paris Sands. So <laughs> I don't know. We gotta come up with yeah, another we'll, name. Yeah, I'll start working. But by the time this podcast is over, we'll come up with a name <laughs> yeah, for those right. middle grounders. People who are not born here, but love it and so invested in yeah. Paris, Texas that they feel like they should be a Parisian. There you go. Um, awesome. <laughs> uh, so tell me a little bit about your story. Well, as you may notice by my accent, I haven't born in the US. I'm a Brazilian. Um, I was born in, and I grew up in Brazil. I didn't come to the U.S. until 1999, and I'm probably aging myself right now. <laughs> but I actually, uh, I actually went to Ohio to learn English. And so when I come first came, I knew nothing about English. I barely know right now, but <laughs> I really didn't know anything besides like where's the bathroom, and I'm hungry. Pretty so much that. <laughs> How did you, so did you, so you had classes? Is that what you went to, like no, English classes? No, I didn't have any English classes. I just, I was immersed. So like I was yeah. living with the American family and I truly did not know. And, and they would speak with me and I would be like, uh, yes, so, no. <laughs> wait a minute. So did anyone know enough to translate for you? No. So you, like, would you have to hold an apple up? Yes. And, and say, say like, like what is this? Uh, English, please, English, please, and they would tell me Apple. And then, like after a couple months, I was actually starting to be fluent. And it's just if you really want to learn a language, you need to be immersed on it. You know, I, like I've traveled a little bit. I've been to uh, China and and Mexico, and the the few times I've traveled into countries that have foreign languages, mm -hmm. like I like I've learned quicker. Yeah. Like I, I looked oh, at yeah. a book or I looked up translations online, yes. but when I'm there and I'm like. Yeah, I, like for some reason, when like in China, everyone thinks that Americans eat a ton of food, <laughs> yes. which might be true. I have but, a funny story about China because I've been in China too, and I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> so I had to learn really fast, little, because every t every time someone would serve me food, I don't know what this food is, I don't know what it tastes like, but they would serve me 
a ginormous amount of food. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm trying to remember in Mandarin what little was. I'm probably gonna mess it up. I can't remember because yeah, I don't want to mess it up. I only know one sentence in Mandarin that I remember. Wocho ani. Ni hao. Ni hao. Yesu yesu judi ani. Oh. Uh, um. And I probably am totally mispronouncing too. So. Uh, Wochao. Ah, crap. I, I, I used to have a few of them. <laughs> How did um, we get to Chinese? Let's go back to... <laughs> I think Wocho Aini is I love you, maybe. No, Yeshu Aini. Oh, Jesus loves you. Yeshu yeah. Aini. Wocho yeah. Aini. Wocho must is, be like, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. some form of I love yeah. you, because I used to say that to Kimmy all the time. Yeah. Um, Idan Dan, I think, is little. Okay, yeah, I don't uh, remember that one. I, did, I, I eat a lot, so I didn't have to use that one. Ni Hao. <laughs> Ni Hao. Wochao... Broadway, I think, is I am Broadway, maybe. You know better than me. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been like eleven years <laughs> yeah. since I went to China. So anyway, yeah. well, I agree with you because uh, Brandon, my husband, he moved to Brazil um, and he learned Portuguese really fast now, down there. Just because I know some of your story, he, he why did he move to Brazil? He kind of followed me. <laughs> he was he was chasing you. He was chasing me. Yeah, it's like we met at Bible school in Colorado, which, by the way, you. Yeah. That's a really funny story because you went to the same school that we did, yep. but we never met. Never met. It was like a few five, years after. Four years there. Okay, four, I'm not years. that much older than you, am I? It was definitely more okay, than four years. Okay, let's not talk about how many years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we went to the same school. Yeah. And that's how I met Brandon. I went back to Brazil after a year of school and he stayed there. And then he calls me and he said, hey, I'm bringing a group of missionaries to Brazil. Can you organize the treat? And I was like, yeah. Free trip for me. <laughs> so, and during that trip, that's when we kind of found love. And and I, I know that he really loved me because we all really dirty from the mission trip where I was stunk and he still liked me. So yeah. <laughs> that's how I know that was love. <laughs> that's awesome. And then he went back to Brazil after his last year of school and he moved down there and he waited until he learned Portuguese too actually marry me so. so he was like in the same position as you were when you came to america yes. he moved down there with, yeah he knew it some spanish would helped him a little bit except you knew english so you could translate yes i could translate so he him. had it better than you did he did a little bit but he when he went down to brazil he started uh working as an english teacher and he was that guy was going everywhere by himself so he was riding buses and getting lost and like he was the bravest guy ever all for love all for love that's amazing love story um so you came to america for how long since the first time oh the first time i came just for a year and a half a year something like that and to learn English, and then I went to Bible school for nine months. Yeah. Nine months, mm-hmm. and then you went back to Brazil. I went back to Brazil to finish my school. For how long? Um, I was there for before Brandon. Uh, I was there for about a year when he called me. Okay. I was finishing my school, and then when after he moved and we got married, we stayed there for three more years. Okay. So we didn't got back to the U.S. until. This was like 2001. When, now, when did y'all get did y'all get married and then moved? We back got to, married in Brazil and, and then, then we lived there for three years. Okay. And then we moved to the U.S. in 2005. Did y'all have a job or? Uh, I had a, a well. We both had jobs. Yeah. We we he taught English to business guys and and I was a coordinator for. And so when y'all left to move here, did y'all have opportunity, job opportunities, uh, no. anything here? No, we just really felt that was time for, he, he wanted to move back. 
and you know so he's actually when we moved back he's starting uh, working construction okay and we were just waiting we just really felt God wants us back here and I was pregnant with my first child and and then he got a, a call out of the blue that from a person that we never met before that needed a youth pastor in Colorado in Colorado in Colorado uh, in Castle Rock Ooh, I love Castle Rock. I know, I love Castle Rock too. So we moved there and we worked there. And do you want to hear the rest of the story? You want yeah. me to continue? Okay. And moved there. And then his brother at the time, this is fun, um, it was working. His, he, his, he, Breno's the youngest, so he, his middle brother was working in Harlingen, South Texas. And, and called he's him. graphic designer? Right now, yes. Right yeah, now he's right. a graphic designer. But at that time, she, he was a pastor at the church there, and he they needed a youth pastor. So he, they asked us to go and see and check it out. And Breno didn't really want Breno is very loyal, so he didn't want to move churches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, no, come on, let's check it out. And we went down, and we fell in love with the church, and we fell in love with the people, and then we moved down and become pastoring the youth down there. And that's how we met Corey and Melissa. From okay. CF Paris. Awesome. And that's how the whole story started. Mm-hmm. And then, so how long were you on uh, South and, Texas for? And Holland Jenner were there for nine years. Nine years. Yeah, we worked together with Corey and Melissa for five years before they moved here. And now you have two kids. We have two boys. Tom, I know this, but I'm, they yeah. don't know this. Tomais is um, 12, going to 17. He's like a teenager and. It's very interesting. I never knew that the boys could have hormones like that one has. <laughs> and Kyle is eight, and he's the funniest person I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> he says some things that you're like, where that came from? <laughs> That's funny. Um, and they they both remind me of you two so much. I see you yeah. guys in them every time I see them, matter of fact. They're um, good boys. They're very good boys. So now how long have you been in, Ameri- in, in my America, in Paris, Texas? We moved to Paris um, a year and a half ago. Okay. We got here the day before New Year's last year. Last year. Yeah. Okay. And it was really fun because uh, we just got here and the church already had like a whole group of people to help us move in our house and they clean our house for us. And it was such a big welcoming. So like that was our first taste of Paris. Let's jump back just a little bit. Okay. That was was that your first time coming to Paris? No, no. What no, was no. your very first impression I can't remember impression of Paris, Texas? Do you remember? Yes, I do. Okay, so here's the thing. I grew up in a city that's as big as Chicago. Okay. So I'm like big. a big city girl. Yeah. So the first time I came, like it was about four years ago, Breno came and he preached during Easter here. And I love the people in the church, but I was like, uh, Paris is really small. <laughs> Really I don't know. Small. It's very small for me. Compared to Chicago. Compared with Chicago, yeah. which is my city in Brazil, is that size. And the city that we lived in, South Texas, was already like quite small for me. Mm-hmm. So when the call came, like to Brent and I had been praying, like what would be our next move? And ho- when the call came for us to come and help um, Corey and Melissa at the church, it was very surprisingly, I really felt God's peace immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. I, okay, we're moving to Paris. There's something there. God wants us to be there, which is surprising because of my feelings before Paris being very small. Yeah. So kind of knew that God wants us here, which I'm really happy because I am in love with the city. I'm in love with the people. 
It's just really fun. It's got a great community. Just it does. Overall. And there's yeah. so much potential for oh, yeah. all of Paris. Yes. Um, I, I love it. I mean, granted, I'm biased. I'm from here, right. born and raised, but that that's awesome. Um, well, I think that one of the things that I like the most, like we've been here only for a year and a half, and we already feel like we belong. Yeah. So it's not like when we lived in Colorado, like it was really hard to make friends. Yeah, I could see you that know, about Col- in certain was, places of Colorado. It was very hard. In and, and South Texas, it was easier because we had family. Mm-hmm. But we don't have family here, so I, we feel so welcome. And, you know, it's just been, I feel like I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Parisian. <laughs> almost, You're a Parisian? Almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what is your favorite thing to do in Paris, Texas? Paris coffee. <laughs> is that your favorite place to go? Yes. I love Paris coffee. There's some good people there. Oh, they're amazing people. And like, and, and I like it that they know me. And that might be a, a small city thing. They already know me. They already know the drink that I like. And, you know, and they, they always have that big smile on their face. And it was one of the my first favorite places. It was mm-hmm. Paris coffee. Yeah. yeah. So if you go back on my Facebook or my Instagram when we just moved here, my first pictures are in Paris coffee. <laughs> And it's a good environment to work. I see a lot of people yeah. working there when I when mm-hmm. I go in there. I, my problem is I'm not a coffee drinker. Yeah. So it's really hard. Shame to, on you. That's one thing I don't like about you. I'm sorry. You gotta change. Well, I've tried multiple <laughs> times. I've had many people say, "Well, no, you haven't had coffee done right," and then they give me mm-hmm. coffee and the the actual smell of coffee. So just, what do you drink? Um, if I go to a coffee shop, it's more like hot chocolate. Because mm-hmm. that's something I like, but the problem is it's hot in Texas, right? A majority of the year. Yep. So hot, like you get a hot chocolate. I, there'll be times I, I'll think I want a hot chocolate, so I go get a hot chocolate, and then I get in the car to go to a meeting or something, and then I regret it instantly. <laughs> regret it because now I'm sitting in a hot car right. drinking hot chocolate, and for the season that it's war- it's cool, yeah. it's great. Well, see, I drink hot coffee when it's hot outside. And see, Kimmy drinks hot tea all the right. time, like daily. She's like addicted to it. I so think it's on your mind. I swear though, but I, I feel like I will be not be sweating, and then I get in the car and I drink one sip of this hot drink, and I feel like I'm instantly got bu- bullets of sweat coming down my head, and I'm just like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Um, uh, I I'll pray w- for you. I wish we had like a Jamba Juice. Oh yeah, I would like that too. I love Jamba I Juice. I do too. I do too. I love anything with juicing and. Yeah. And I know that they make like smoothies and stuff at different. It's places. not the same it, thing though. It's yeah. really not the same. Yeah, thing. I, agree. Um, I agree. But there you go. Anybody that want to start a new business, you Jamba would have juice. two clients here. Yeah, already. two clients. <laughs> I would definitely. There's like a strawberry banana that mm. Jamba Juice has that I love. Yeah. I haven't had it in years, but um, I definitely love it. And I mean, there's certain. There's some like. Uh, cold refreshers at starbucks which i'm not you know i, I yeah i, I realize is a competitor of <laughs> paris coffee blame on you <laughs> i'm sorry i'm a terrible person but uh that i like um but yeah i, I mean probably cold tea have or, you tried uh okay have you tried coconut water like in walmart they have like the refrigerator like the vegetable refrigerator mm-hmm. drinks. i'm familiar with coconut water okay. i've never tried it because i'm not a huge coconut fan like but i don't like, coconut, doesn't like coconut either but he loves coconut water you need to try it that's what the, i mean it's i like, will try anything as you know yeah and don't do the ones that they keep like 
in the shells, like without like being refrigerated, because those are not the real coconut water. Not real coconut water. It needs water. to be the ones refrigerated, the ones that taste just like in Brazil. So, um, I think I've had, I think I've cracked a coconut before and drank out of yeah, a real coconut. In one of the mission trips. On one of my mission trips, <laughs> yeah. So I've had that, but I, I just assume that, you know, water in a store, coconut water is. I don't know. Well, the refrigerator ones, they're... They're different? They're, they're I'll different. I'll give them a try. We tried so many, me and Brandon, trying to find... And because we drink coconut water in Brazil when you're sick. Mm. That's a hydrating drink for us. It's like Gatorade Yeah, for like America. Gatorade, but healthier. Yeah, yeah. but healthier. Yeah. Ah, so... It's worth a try. Yeah. If someone's not feeling good, I'd be like, ah, she said to get some coconut water. I'm going to try that coconut water. <laughs> don't blame me. I am totally blaming you if it's not good. <laughs> I mean, I will send you a text. Okay. I will make a second uh, podcast just so please, I can call you out. Please send a text if you like it, too. Don't only send it to blame me. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Deal. Um, so, I, this is my second time d- doing a podcast with you. Yeah, see, I always wanted... Okay, I'm going to have to say that again, because I always wanted to be in a podcast. And I've been in several podcasts in my own head. I actually talk to people in podcasts, but they don't listen to <laughs> me. So, and I've been invited twice already. I know. So that's like double dream come true. Double dream come true. Uh, and that's funny um, that you say that because I, someone commented the other day that they felt like listening to us on podcasts, like they're sitting at a table. Like, and they wanted like, to like. Yeah, like yes. they want to talk. They wanted to say something. They want to say how something. I feel it. Yeah. Um, I am a podcast fan and I've been listening for years and I'm always, I have my favorites and I'm always like, oh, I just wish I was there. I have an opinion on that. So we were just talking about before we started this podcast, like podcasts have been around for a long time, yes. years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's one of those things that, in at least in Paris, people still don't know what right. a podcast is. Yeah, that surprises me. Um, which surprises me too. But I think, I'm firm believer that and i've been watching like a lot of other uh youtubers because that's mm-hmm. a, a world that i'm also in a lot who are moving not moving completely but they're adding the the podcast realm to, to the their, platform yeah. to a part of uh, uh, their format that they release on and i think i think podcasts are going to make a comeback i think that you know you see these things like alexa and, oh, yeah. and google home and yeah. All these different Siri and stuff you can just ask to re- like read to you, and basically podcasts are going to be a really good form to where like you, it's difficult to well it should be legal to watch a, a YouTube video yeah. while, <laughs> while you're, you're driving. driving. <laughs> and I, I'm sure there's yeah, people that's out there that do I, it. I do a lot of podcasts when I'm driving, what I'm cleaning the house or doing other stuff, even when I'm working my computer, and I love it because. I have like a, I don't know how to explain, but I need to be focusing on three things at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the, have the white noise, you know, it just helps a lot for me to focus. I know it's crazy, but. Uh, okay, I have a question for you. Okay. I'm going I'm to switch topics. Because I know you've been on a lot of mission trips, mm-hmm. and I've been on a lot of mission trips. Yes. And what's, so don't be eating. If you guys are eating right now, you need to stop eating because oh, this gosh. is going to. What's the craziest thing you've ever had to eat? Hmm. Uh, the craziest thing, well, it's, after you go on so many mission trips, it becomes not so crazy. It just becomes, okay, mm-hmm. you just think like, okay, whatever this place has to. But I think that the most interesting thing was uh, snake skin. In China, you ate the skin. Yes, and I've had snake multiple times. But yeah, I've never no. had skin. They actually, uh, it is very rubbery, so they actually like make the skin and 
and we had to eat. Yeah. So in China, I had uh, fried scorpion. No, we had in China we had snake and we had snake skin and we had camel. 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 Now I've, I, I've had a camel burger. I've had a kangaroo burger. Now let me tell you something that is a uh, one thing that. We do it in Brazil, and whenever I mention here, everybody gets all like, ew, that's disgusting, but it's one of my favorite food in Brazil. Can I tell? Yeah. Chicken hearts. Okay, so I've we not make, had a chicken heart. We make barbecue chicken hearts, and it's delicious, and we make barbecue chicken heart sandwiches too, and it's really, really good. My boys love it, Brandon loves it. Brandon knows how to make it because he lived in Brazil, but some people just, I can't get my kids to eat spaghetti. I can't imagine trying to get them to eat a chicken heart. <laughs> you just heart. don't tell them that's a chicken heart. Oh. Now, can you imagine you how many chickens chicken have to die just so you can eat the Because <laughs> their hearts can't be that big. No, it's tiny. You've never seen a chicken heart? No. Okay, I'll bring one for you sometime. I'll eat it. I've, I've had some really crazy things. <laughs> yeah, we eat chicken hearts in Brazil. and I remember going to a mission strip with uh, the Bible school that we went, that we are in Mexico. And everybody got the chicken soup, mm -hmm. and every plate had a chicken leg in mm -hmm. in the bowl, like in the chicken. And everybody had to eat it because when you go on the mission trips, you have to eat so we don't offend people oh, yeah. who are bringing the oh, food. Yeah. You remember that? Mm -hmm. My plate was the only plate who that didn't have a chicken food, and I was the one who was used to it because we eat it in Brazil. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Have you ever had a balut? No. So balut's a partially fertilized duck egg. Oh, you know, I don't ever want to have that one. <laughs> which means that there's, which yeah. means there's a part of a duck in there. Ooh, okay, let's stop. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> All right, so I, I win. <laughs> I respect you. Won. I respect. Did you really eat? Oh yeah, two. You did? Yeah. Was that like disgusting, or was it just like? Um, uh, it was um, it it was weird. It's a weird texture. Oh. Because you get the you yeah. get the duck and you get to name them and then you eat them. Yeah, see, I'm a I'm a all about experiment and like and trying new food, mm -hmm. but I probably wouldn't want to know what it is before I eat it. No, oh, well. <laughs> um. So, uh, anything else you want to add? Any other awesome stories? Um, geez, I'm all awesome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I love meeting people. I love meeting new people. So I guess that helped a little bit too. And um, and I think uh, a part of this podcast that I like is that someone may listen to this who has no idea who you are, but when they meet you they, they, and they find out who you are, they might be more inclined to ask you a question. Or yeah, I would love that. Open up yeah. to you. Um, yeah. That, that's amazing. Yeah, I would love that. I, I like meeting new people, and um, that helps. Brandon, on the other side, is, was a little bit shyer when he was a kid. I was never shy. I was shy <laughs> so, when I was a kid. Were you shy? I can get shy now, too, sometimes. See, uh, I don't. I don't get intimidated. I make myself go. Now, I used to have a really bad self-image of myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I wasn't shy, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm awesome. Well, not very confident. I'm not. I wasn't confident, yeah. yeah. And I, I probably am... Uh, bad about that too. I'm, I'm often not confident about what I'm doing or yeah. when I edit, oh, like yeah. I make my wife check it like 10 oh, times yes, because absolutely. I'm just not confident mm -hmm. in the, the final product. And Well, and I think that social media doesn't help because it gives us a space to compare ourselves a lot with other people. I watched a whole documentary on that. Yeah. Uh, someone was saying like, you know, 
pre-social media 10, 15 years ago, like you're the only person you had to compare yourself to was your bubble, people Mm -hmm. that were in your vicinity, like the people that lived in Paris, Texas. So you could be this awesome fashion person in Paris, Texas, and you know, everyone that knew you would know you for that. Well, with this day and age, based off of Instagram, you could follow 20 social media fashion people who are popular amongst millions of people, Mm -hmm. millions of people all over the world, which then trumps anybody in, you know, your your bubble because there's no way they could be that right you know big, that, big. Yeah. and that in 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 comparison it, it just squashes people's oh yes self, uh, absolutely steam and and confidence level absolutely because they just feel like they can never live up to that that yep. expectation and i have to talk me out of social social media sometimes i need to tell myself you need to get out right now because you are just talking bad to yourself <laughs> you know so, like yeah so when you see something, you feel like you have to live up to that standard? Oh, uh, I don't feel like I have to live. I just feel like I'm not as good as that person. Okay. Or okay. I am not, uh, you know, comparable to them, like, or they're living better than I am. So when I okay. see those thoughts coming to my mind, my, my first instinct is like, oh, poor me. But I have learned with the year, with years <laughs> that um, the first thought in my mind needs to be, no, this is not that's not something that God speaks to my life. Yeah. What God speaks to my life is like, I am the, what I'm supposed to be, the one that he created. Mm-hmm. So I turn off social media and I go do something else. Interesting. See, I often see, I see a person, I'm like, I can do that. Like I get all, yeah. I get all see, but confident. I've, I and, used to be like that until I start looking around like, you know. And then I go out and I try to achieve what this person does on a daily basis. Mm. And like, oh, I can post, so many posts oh, or I so many stories or so many, yeah. like I can keep up with someone like this and I could be just like them. Yeah. And I put myself on a standard that I can't keep up with because I have a full-time job and two kids. And, and a does wife that and like make you, how does that make you feel like? At the, and so then the end result is yeah. that I feel unconfident in my and what ability you're doing. Mm-hmm. because I can't, because obviously I found out like by trying that I couldn't, right. I couldn't keep up because so I, like you, if you follow me at all on Instagram or, mm-hmm. or even Facebook, there'll be times that like, there'll be a whole week that I'm just posting, 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 posting. Right. And I, I find things to post and then there'll be a week or two that I'm like, I'm, I give up. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm done. See, but I think that that's when you need to come to the realization that God created you to be you. Well, and you and need not to find like that. what everybody else is around you. And you know? I, I, I say this in people who with dieting sometimes, not that I'm a dieting expert by any means, I will say that right now, but like if you put yourself in this position where you have to do this huge thing, mm-hmm. you might achieve it, but the, you don't set yourself up to continue it. Right, like the, I agree. There's, there's like, you know... If it's a thirty-day trial thing, mm-hmm. I you know if you if you're not doing the right steps in that thirty days to set yourself up to succeed for a life change, then you're not. It's right. not going to change anything. Yeah. You're just going to do thirty days of good eating. Yeah. Um, that's the same with me in social media. If I just tell myself I can do it, and I don't set myself up. I need to pace myself. Yeah. Is what I need to do, which I don't do. But what I need to do. <laughs> Travel plan. <laughs> um, but if you don't set yourself up for that, then you're you're. Yeah you're just squashing your dreams before you even start. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Sorry. 
I don't mean to be a dream crusher. No. And we got off of (laughs) you somehow. But hey, it's not about me. (laughs) This is a conversation, so it it goes where it goes. Um, Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it's my pleasure. This was fun. I was kind of nervous. Do you feel nervous now? No, I could talk forever. I always can talk forever. And I talk over people and I talk more than anybody else. That's fine. So, I, I mean, I I want to have a podcast one day where I like introduce somebody, mm-hmm. and then I don't say anything till I and say, and you just let the person yeah, talk until I <laughs> say, thanks for coming. It should be me though. It should be me. I totally talk over everybody, including you, when we're doing the live Facebook thing. That's fine. I it helps me. I don't have to say as much. Um, but one of these days, I'll have a guest, and literally, I'll be like, welcome to the podcast, and then they'll just go. That would be hilarious. I want to listen to that one. You'll hear me in the background going, oh, uh-huh, <laughs> wow. And then... And you try it, to interject, like, you know, like, to say something, yeah. and that person's like, no, but let me finish. Let me, yeah. Let me finish. And then 30 minutes later, I'll be like, well, thank you for coming. And they're like, I haven't finished yet. Yeah. Let's oh, continue. Okay. Hey, let's keep going. That's funny. Well, thank you so much for being on Paris, Texas, a podcast. Yes. Um, I love Paris. I, I do too. And I feel I like there's so many too. good stories out there. Oh, I can't wait to hear them all. And um, I have some ideas for you if you need it. Oh, I, hey, I love like the think tank atmosphere. I love to yeah. sit down and brainstorm. So yeah. I'm No, I mean, open. send ideas from people oh. for you to interview. Oh, and I'm down for that too. Because... <laughs> Sometimes I, I, I feel like people are going to look at me and say, you've invited all your friends on there. But I, I, well, I really wanted to be comfortable with doing my first handful. Right? Oh, yeah. And I think inviting my friends was an easy way to do that. But I'm, I'm definitely planning on branching out beyond the people who I'm already close to. And that they will become your friends. And then they become my friends. Yeah. And, well, and then we can open them up to other. I mean, there's not a ton of viewers yet, but hopefully we open that up to other people who want to uh, be their friends. And they're like, ah, I heard your story Would on you a like a reunion, a podcast reunion? That would be great. <laughs> See, I'm giving you a good idea. We could do a live podcast in oh, front of that would all be the people. Awesome. It'd be great. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, as always, there will be another guest next week. I will drop the hint on my Facebook group. Um, if you haven't, go follow my Facebook group. It's called Paris, Texas, a podcast. Um, and we'll interview a new person next week. Thanks for tuning in.